Proverbs, Proverbs 3.1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. to welcome everybody to Sunday School this morning. I say we're good to be here. It's good to hear these kids sing. Um, we're just thankful to be here, thankful for um, what today means and um, how we get to come to a place where um, we can get out of the world and uh, we can just look upon Jesus and um, just thank him for what he's done for us and hopefully somebody comes and gets saved this morning and looking forward to the baptizing this afternoon. So uh, we'll, ask, uh, we'll ask Ryan to dismiss the Sunday School.
kids, the kids get up here and sing. Every, every Sunday they sing that same song, Jesus Loves Me. And, uh, and probably seven-tenths of the time, when Terry preaches, he'll, he'll mention John 3.16. Or, or, or he'll, he'll talk about God's love one way or another. And how many times, how many times have we heard the kids sing that song or heard Terry preach on the love of Jesus and it went in one ear and out the other? When it, you get to thinking sometimes about how good God loves you and it, when you think about it right, it, it'll stir something down inside and you've got to love him back. Uh, God so loved the world and everybody can quote that scripture God so loved the world and that was me and and I've always said far as far as me looking at myself I'm pretty unlovable but God loved me enough to that Jesus died for me and then he gave me opportunity to get saved. And when I said yes, why well, he picked me up and set my feet on a rock. And nothing no better. The best thing that ever happened to me is that day in 1956 when I come to Jesus. Very best thing. We're talking, uh, we're in Galatians, the second chapter, starting at the 11th verse. Uh, and we're still talking about the law. So we evidently, uh, uh, the other guys and me, the last three or four weeks missed something because we're still talking about it. If they missed anything, I don't know what it is. But uh, the law, uh, Paul said, and, and I know this has been mentioned two or three different times in, in the last few Sunday school, but the law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Now, uh, we, we date the law back to Moses. And God did write the laws in the table of stone and, uh, and give them to Moses on Mount Sinai. And he broke the tablets and had to go back and he had to redo them that time. But God's law has always been. You remember, you go back uh, when Cain killed Abel. There was no written law as far as there was, there was no book of Genesis. And none of, they didn't have any of this written down. And none of them probably didn't know how to read anyway if they did. But when Cain killed Abel, God called him on the carpet. And he punished him for doing that. And where there's no, the Bible said, where there's no law, there's no transgression. If there had been no law, there would have been no sin. So God called him on the carpet and punished him because of his sin. So the, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, 
And I've said before, I believe, I believe Adam got saved. God called him. God come walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And, I, and I'll say this. I believe he was walking in the same garden he was that Sunday morning in 1956 when he called to me. said, where art thou? He, went, he didn't call Adam uh, because he didn't know where he was at. He called Adam because Adam didn't know where he was at. And he called me because I didn't know where I was at. He, he wanted to let me know that I was lost and on my way to hell. And, uh, and it worked. His conviction come down in my soul. And, and I've told my story hundreds. Everybody knows it by heart. But he told me I was lost. He showed me where I was going. And, and he, he showed me the way out. And when I come to Jesus, I got out of that state. I, I, I've never, I've felt bad in my life about a few things, and, and maybe I've done some things wrong, and, and God kind of condemned me over it. But I never have felt like that again. When he told me I was lost, that's, that's the worst I ever felt in my life. <laughs> When he saved me, that's the best I ever felt. So uh, both, both things in one day. But I'll tell you what, and I believe everybody here, everybody here knows this, but that's been 60-some years ago. I don't, I, but... When when I when my heart gets right, there's nothing no better than what I've got right down in here. Uh, sometimes, sometimes God will let me pray. I and not just not just here. Sometimes I get right here and just make noise. Don't get my heart where it needs to be. But when I get when I get on my knees and and my heart's where it needs to be. You talk about a blessing, that's a, there's nothing no better than being able to talk to God and know you, know you got hooked up. And it's the same way. Anything that we do for God, if we can get our hearts humble and, and, and do, what, do, it, do it just exactly like He wants it done. Me and Terry was talking about the kids this morning. There's some of them come running up here. I told, I told Terry, I said, we ought to be in that big a hurry to do what God wants us to do. Uh, and, but I said, I said uh, when our hearts are right, it's pretty easy. But I said, their hearts are right all the time. They're in a hurry. They're in a hurry to get up here every Sunday. Uh, most of the time, I'm not in too big a hurry to get up here. That's because that, that's because I don't trust me. Uh, this this lesson right that we got here this morning, God knows all about it. The Bible said all Scripture is given by inspiration to God. 
And it tells you what all, all, what all different things is profitable for. And uh, the, the Bible, if we'll get into it and study it, uh, there's a lot of benefit in it. Now, I, I learned, I've learned a lot over the years just from listening to all the different preachers preach. And that's good. That's, that's great. That, and God wants it to be that way. But he told me to study, to show myself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And uh, I, feel, I feel pretty bad at that, but uh, God will bless you if you get in the word. I've got, everybody here knows, and, and maybe I'll get on this lesson in a minute, but Everybody here knows most of the time when I teach, a lot of the time when I try to teach Sunday school, I'll run across the scripture somewhere and I say, that's one of my favorites. And, and the reason, part of the reason for that is maybe I've been reading it sometime or other and God just opened the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing I can't, I can't hold on to. He'll bless me in reading it. And that makes it one of my favorites. And uh, and it makes it memorable. I remember, I remember, I remember some scriptures like that from way back when I was just a kid that God blessed me with. And he he puts he puts those things in your heart. Easy to remember. Uh, so let's let's get on this list. Works and faith. Now, I wanted to ask a question. Everybody here knows the story of where Peter denied Jesus. How many of us have done the same thing? I mean, we might not have said the words. I never, ha I never have said I never knew the man out of my mouth. But by my actions, there's been a lot of times that, that I've said that. And, uh, and then in this lesson this morning, uh, let me read this. 11th verse, but when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to blame. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles, but when they were when they were come, he withdrew and and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And uh, if you remember. There was a time before this that God uh, showed Peter the sheet that all the different animals and stuff was on. Said, Peter, slay and eat. And he said, not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean entered my mouth. And he'd done that three times. And uh, then Peter said, uh, I perceive that God's no respecter of persons. 
But then when he come down here and uh, he kind of feared the Jews or what they might say about him, and he withdrew from the Gentiles. After, after God had already sent him to Cornelius, and Cornelius was a Gentile, and he went back and told the church how, how God has saved them. And uh, if we're not careful, we, you, everybody here, I know everybody here is human, and we all go up and down like a yo-yo sometimes. We come to church and, and have a real good meeting and we're on top of the world. In just a, maybe just a few minutes, the devil's got a hold of us and, and we're crying and, and we're, we're turning the other direction a little. We're all, we're all human and if we're not careful, we'll all do the very same things that Peter's done. And Peter... Peter was a great man of God, and still is. I mean, as far as the flesh is concerned, he's gone from here. But the Bible, I want, I want everybody here to understand this and, and work toward this goal. Uh, blessed are the dead that die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. And Peter's, uh, his, his bad works is mentioned once in a while. But he stepped out of the boat and walked on the water, and that's mentioned a lot. And uh, he preached on the day of Pentecost, and, and what, 3,000 got, got saved? That's mentioned a lot. If you live for the Lord after you're gone from here, somebody will remember you. I've, uh, I've known a lot of people, and I, I get on this a lot, but I've known a lot of people that, that's went through this church and gone to heaven that are outstanding lights in my life. And their works are still following them. I remember when I was just eight or nine years old going to church at Dan Mason's house. And they had, there was people in two or three rooms having church. And uh, that wasn't the only one, there were some others. But those, those, those men and women that got together and started this church Look where their works are at right now. Yeah. Their, their works are still following them. And I, I, I've said all of my life, I want, my, I want what little works. I don't do much, but I want what little I do to be a light to somebody after I'm gone. But I want to be a light while I'm here too. And in order for my life to be a light when I'm gone, it's got to be one while I'm here. And I'm, well, let me get on this lesson. But when Peter was come to Antioch, 
and before others come from James, he did eat with the Gentiles, but when, when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the, the devil, the devil tried to give you all kinds of reasons why you can't do this and you can't do that and, and uh, you can't be a good Christian. Uh, God, when I, when, when I got saved, or when you got saved, we, any of us, if we've been saved by the grace of God, He give us everything we need to be what He wants us to be while we're here. Now you might say, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know much when I got saved. He gave it to you. He don't, God knows what we are. He knew when I got saved I couldn't get up here and try to teach Sunday school. So he didn't, he didn't give me that job then. God gives us what we can handle <clears throat> when we can handle it. And uh, I, will, I will say this, though. I had, I had a, a person tell me, <clears throat> now when I, when I first got saved, I had a real desire to read the Bible. And I'm not bragging. I'm, that's, God, God gave me that. And uh, <clears throat> I had a person tell me one time, said, God, God give you that desire for a reason. Well, God give us his word to help us to be what we need to be for his glory. <clears throat> and God knew. God knew before I was ever born what, what he was going to have me doing. And, and I, I believe he gets every one of us ready if we'll let him. And he'll give us, <clears throat> if a person follow God, and, and, and I failed miserably. I'm, I'm the worst one God's got, I guess. But if we'll follow God and do what he wants us to, he, he'll make us the best there is at the job we're doing. If you want to, if you want to be the, a, a great person in God's kingdom, do your job for Jesus. Uh, what he's what he's give us each one to do is a. It's God's work. How how great is that? We can't all be preachers. And. Uh, I had a bunch of people try to call me to preach when I was just a teenager. And, and uh, I'm glad God gave me enough sense to know better. But, uh, and, and, and now back then, I, I will throw this in for what it's worth. Back then I used to think, well, I'd like to be like Albert Smith or Jarvie Raines or Flavus Ash. I'd like to be able to preach like them guys. But God never did give it to me. And I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't now, but uh, 
back then I, I was looking at how important them guys was and how great they was, and I wanted to be like that. And there ain't nothing wrong with wanting to be the very best you can be for Jesus. But you don't have to be like somebody else. Be what God makes out of you and, and you will be the greatest you can be. But Peter backed off from... And, uh, and the other Jews dissembled likewise with him insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissim dissimulation. And uh, <clears throat> they all backed off. They followed Peter. I've heard people say, and I know, I know it ain't right, and everybody here probably does too, but I've heard people say, I ain't hurt, that's kind of away from God, maybe doing some things that ain't right. I ain't hurting nobody but myself. Uh, wrong. We're here to be a light to the world, and the world's looking at us, whether the light's shining or whether it's darkened with sackcloth and ashes or whatever. The world's looking at it. If you made a profession of faith, said you got saved by the grace of God, and we've ever one been guilty sometime or other, and go off after the devil, you're, you're sending the wrong message to your people. I remember, I remember when I got saved, first thing I thought I'd like for my brother and sisters to get saved. And uh, they got saved. Well, then later on, I wanted my kids to get saved. And, and in between there, there was a bunch of my friends I wanted to get saved. And, uh, and all of my life, all of my life, there's been somebody down in here that I wanted to see get saved. But there's been times that I was sending the wrong signal to them by the way I was living. And uh, so we need to watch how we conduct ourselves in front of our people. We need to, first of all, now, this is, this is about the law. The law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. And, the, and I don't have to keep the law to get saved. You, you can't. Never did work that way, never will. I had a fellow in the Sunday school class one time trying to teach, and uh, he said back before Jesus, people got saved by the law. And, of course, he got straightened out pretty quick. But uh, even if people got saved, nah, that's the wrong way to say it. People that got saved before Jesus come, got saved just like I did by the blood of Christ. And the law was their schoolmaster to bring them to Christ. You read the, the 116th Psalm or the 22nd Psalm, or you, you can read all through the Old Testament, sixth chapter of the book of Isaiah, 
or the first chapter of Jeremiah, where those guys talking about their experience and tell me they didn't get the same thing I did. They, they got saved by the grace of God just like I did, got the same hope. And, uh, but the, and, and that was because the law told them they were sinners and they looked toward the cross. <coughs> but we can, we can have a bad effect on our people or we can have a good effect on them. Anybody got anything? I was <clears throat> I was looking in my Bible this morning. I was going to read a scripture, and, <clears throat> and I did read it. But in the back of my Bible, I got a little a little pouch in, inside of that cover, and I've got a a thing that Elbert Smith wrote about my grandpa when he died and I was reading that and uh, of course to me he he was one of my heroes and uh, but we just tell an experience I had we were we were down he, he lived with my uncle Sol the last part of his life but we were down there one time. I was just a kid. I don't. I don't remember how old. But Grandpa, we was out playing, and uh, Grandpa come out of the house and started up the hill, going into the woods. So we, we took off with him, and he went up on a rock cliff up in the woods above the house and got on his knees and prayed. And he had a path war from the house up to that cliff. He went up there every day. And uh, things like that will stay with you. <clears throat> and uh, makes me wonder sometimes if I've ever done anything that stick with anybody. But <laughs> Anybody got anything? Actions, Barnabas 
the way that if I was one of those Gentiles, that's what I would have took, whether that's what they meant or not. So we've just got to be very careful what actions we take. I thought the commentary made a really interesting point. The law never said to the Jewish people, you cannot eat with people of other uh, denominations or other cultures. What it said was you can't eat certain foods. And so there was a, out of that, that was the, the way that they did things. They said, well, in order to make sure our diet stays correct, we won't eat with anybody from, from other, you know, other nations or other cultures, the Gentiles, essentially. That wasn't what the law ever told them. It just said, don't eat the, the foods that they're eating. They said you couldn't eat with them. And so, man, I would have loved to have been there and seen this confrontation between Paul and Peter. Here's two of the greatest people, greatest Christians of the early church. They got a disagreement and they're, and they're having it out right here, essentially, in this lesson. Uh, it would have really been something. Just because people are, are Christians and good people doesn't mean that they're not sometimes going to be disagreements. Right. I can, I can speak for myself. Most of my life, now, I've, I've tried to do the best I could. Come to church and try to do, try to live for Jesus. But there's been, I couldn't tell you the number of times that I've been wrong. Even, even when I was trying to do good. Uh, the Bible said when, when I would do good, evil's present. And there was a time when the sons of God come together to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan presented himself also. So every time we come to church, the devil's coming with us. And he's going to try to disrupt everything. I told my wife this morning, coming to church, I said, I'd like to see a hallelujah meeting this morning. And, of course, Satan don't want that. And he's going to try his best to get our minds off of church and get us thinking about other things and whatever he can do to disrupt the church service. But if we can, the Bible said where two or three gather together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And we can say to the devil, come to church with us, but Jesus come with me too. And he's ready. I believe he's ready and willing. He, he, said in Malachi, he said, try me and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you'll not be able to contain. Did you ever did you ever get so filled up that it was bubbling over and, and you couldn't hardly keep from shouting? Or you couldn't keep from shouting? I've done that a, a lot of times in my life. But I had to, I had to, my heart had to be right. So God, God, God wants to bless us. He wants, He wants, He wants our people to get saved, even worse than we do. He loves them better than we do. 
and he wants them saved. And he wants us to come together every time we come and lift Jesus up, have a hallelujah meeting, let people know that what we got is the very best thing there is. If we come and sit on the bench with our arms folded and our head hanging down and don't never hear an amen or and I don't, I, now I, I want to make this plain. I don't believe in hollering amen if I, if I don't feel nothing. But I think I think we ought to we ought to holler it just loud as we can, God, just loud as God'll let us if the spirit moves us. And if the spirit ain't moving me enough in the service, I need to get a little closer. I'm talking about me now. I know me. And when I'm where I ought to be, I can say amen once in a while. Anyway. Right. Anybody got anything? We who are Jews by nature, not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a, a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall not, no flesh be justified. And I started a while ago. We did we didn't get saved by the works of the law. The law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Told us we was lost. We was guilty. Now I got I got saved. I talked about that when I was fifteen years old. By the works of the law, I've not been able to keep what God put down in here. But the Bible said we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. He keeps us. But now by the same token, the moral part of the law, I believe, I believe I'm obligated. I believe God wants me to keep every one of them the very best I can. Not for me. The reason he wants me to keep them is what I was talking about a while ago. Our people that we want to see get saved. To show them, let them know how good it is to have what we've got down in our soul. If, if what I've got down in here is as good as I say it is, my life ought to show that. I ought to be able to sing Jesus loves me just as loud as the little kids do and be proud of it. 
or saying, oh, how I love Jesus. Because I, if you've been saved by the grace of God, that love gets returned. The day I got saved, he put that love down in my soul, and, and I, I love the Lord. I love that song they sang in the choir. I love the, I love the blessed Savior divine. One of my favorites. <clears throat> Anybody got anything? It's the law. God wants us to keep his commandments. Live our life. Prove to the world that what we got's worth worth living for. But if while we seek to ju- to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are are, are found sinners, is therefore Christ a Minister of sin, God forbid. In other words, we, we'll fail, but it ain't Christ's fault. What he put down in here is worth living for. And uh, it's our fault if we ain't if we ain't doing it. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. And I Probably every one of us has been there to some extent, sometime or other. But if we sin, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous, faithful, and just to forgive us our sins. But the law, having the scriptures, scriptures said, the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not their very image, could never, with those sacrifices made year by year, continually make the comers there too perfect. So the sin didn't take the law didn't take away sin. <clears throat>